everybody. Welcome to episode 180 of Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. As you know, we are a Paul McCartney talk show, mainly dealing with the solo career of Paul McCartney. I'm one of your co-hosts, or unfortunately, I'm the only host today, um, Tom Hunyadi. You may know me from my other show, Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast where myself, Ken Michaels, Kittle Tool, and me, Mr. Mayo, talk all things solo Beatles. And today, we are doing a first in the series where we talk to musicians who specialize in a certain instrument. And we talked to them about McCartney's playing with that instrument. And today we're talking to uh, Tim Bowman, who has a YouTube channel called Judge Timbers. And he's here today to talk about Paul with me about the Paul as a acoustic guitar player. So, Tim, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. Um, doing great. I'm sorry we're missing Andy tonight, um, yeah. but um, very, very happy to talk to you about Paul McCartney and and uh, all things guitar. So all thank you so much right. for having me on. You yeah. know, I just want to say, as we said privately, you and Andy, the podcast has really, you know, changed my channel and I really appreciate everything you guys well, have thank done. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's, that's very nice of you to say. And, you know, we all help each other. This is a big community. And, you know, if we can, you know, um, help each other out doing anything or appearing on our shows, I mean, we're, we're, I'm all for it. <laughs> you know, whatever we can do to, to help spread the word of our channels and, and, and get, you know, people interested in especially Paul McCartney, <laughs> as, sure. you know, this is, this is the show, but um, you know, as the big news is out, I mean, obviously the worst kept secret in the Beatles uh, this last year was the revolver uh, box set and we, we're getting all this information. And I just want to real quickly touch the, uh, touch base with you on, on the album revolver and, and your feelings about that album. I mean, if not the best, one of the best, I mean, I'm not going to try to rank, the Beatle albums. I leave the rankings to you guys. Uh, oh, always enjoy those shows, by the way. Um, but I mean, Revolver, you could argue the best. Um, there's right. certainly a case to be made there. Um, very excited for the, the deluxe issue. I really want to hear this John Lennon early demo yes. of Yellow Submarine. That's right? probably of all yeah. things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in the studio work, the demos. Um, not as interested in the remixes and all that, although that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'll right. listen to them. But um, I'm more interested in the demos and the outtakes and yes. the development. So Revolver, it sounds like, I mean, I've kind of glanced at the track listing, if that's accurate. I mean, it sounds like a lot of good stuff. Right. Um, so I'm very excited about it, and I'm glad we're getting it. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned that John Lennon led uh, Yellow Submarine, and it seems like we we get this, like, one or two really special gems in these box sets because what like that wet White Album, we got uh, to hear, like, a little snippet of Paul doing Let It Be. Um, on Abbey Road, we got this killer version with, with Billy Preston's organ playing uh, for I Want You, you know, so we're, we're getting a lot of really nice, you know, stuff we heard before, obviously, but some snippets like this Yellow Submarine that you're, are going to make the set even more special. So, but yeah, I, I think Revolver, you know, I was on Ken Michaels show and, you know, Revolver was my pick, which I think is the Beatles best album um you know if we if we were so bold into saying you know what is their best album you know it is, and it's tough to do like you like you said it's just like you know it's like you know i, I know always, everybody okay. i was like i know everybody uses that analogy it's you know it's like picking your favorite child mm. you know what i mean so yeah my go-to answer is the white album for myself but yes. maybe that's because it's so acoustic not that i don't enjoy electric guitars and other music <laughs> i do i love right. piano um but i think the white album for sheer diversity and um you know 
the multitude of riches. I mean, having a double, it's hard to compare a double album to a single album. And mm. uh, I, I make the argument, people say, let's, let's cut it down to one album. I say, let's make it a triple album. You know, uh, all the, all the songs right. that didn't make the white album, <laughs> I'd be fine with a triple album. So for me, it's the white album, but there it's so hard. It's so hard. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's talk about you and, uh, you know, your history with the acoustic guitar. You know, when did you start playing? It was your, you know, did you, were you raised in a fa uh, musical family? And uh, let's talk about that for a few minutes. Sure. Thanks, Tom. Um, I would just for background, I was born in 1966, the year of mm. Revolver. <laughs> there you go. I don't remember it being released. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have no firsthand Beatle memories. Right. I just miss that a little bit. I try to like really strain to think maybe I caught Let It Be at four. Right. But no, I didn't. Um, but uh, so I'm 56 years old now, just to put some mm. perspective on me next generation or first generation fan uh my parents were not very musical but i had two older brothers who were and okay. that was my introduction absolutely to um music so when i was i would say 73 74 75 would be my first early memories and i'm sure you know and everybody knows those early memories are the lasting memories that that That's... locks in the music you're going to love right. forever and it's still the music i love today so you know my brother's uh, my older brothers, they were three and four years older than me, you know, were listening to The the Who, The Kinks, The Beatles, Elton John, Jimi Hendrix, uh, you know, just so much. Um, but I had one brother, um, when I was mentioning, who lives in Santa Fe, my brother Chris, he's three years older than me. He was the big Beatles fan. So uh, he brought home the Blue Album. And the oh. Blue Album was absolutely my entree to the Beatles. You know, I know people talk about, um, you know, Get Back being it or... or um, uh, the anthology that most people you know later on will talk about that but for me like first generation fans the blue album and then the red album that was the gateway for a lot of us it definitely was for me that was the, that was it over and over i heard all the later stuff before the early stuff and then just okay. accumulated from there and that that same brother about the same time so i was about seven eight years old um he started taking guitar lessons acoustic guitar he had a little classical acoustic guitar with nylon strings which are really nice because they're really easy to play on okay. the regular guitar steel strings when you start it's very you have to get calluses it hurts yes sometimes you bleed and a lot of people give up the guitar because of that so my recommendation try in a, a nylon string uh either classical or acoustic guitar but anyway it was my brother who had the guitar and i just sort of kind of stole it from barb when he wasn't playing and barred his chord books and just started mm -hmm. learning by ear and he would show me some things and that's that's really how it started right learning by ear it it is it, is it does it sound tougher than what it really is or is it difficult I, I mean i think it's very dependent on the person and it, it takes a long time like now i feel like i have a pretty good ear most of the songs i learned of paul's are right. by ear i try to find songs that there aren't lessons for or they're bad chord charts and i just listen uh but when you're starting out learning by ear is pretty hard i wish right. we had youtube in yes. the 70s it would have helped so much kids today are so right. spoiled with you know 50 million lessons on how to play every song and you can find some right. instructor out there i wish we had that i mean i learned kind of the hard way uh you know but um but it you know it led me to where i am now and and uh you know, I got to meet a lot of musicians along the years, mostly amateur, a couple of professional, right. but mostly amateur and just playing with people here and there, um, picked up things, but mostly putting the record on and trying to figure out what are they doing? What are they, what do they sound? How does, how do, how am I going to get that sound? Sometimes I couldn't do it and sometimes I could, and I, I've gotten better at it, but I'm still not perfect. There's some Paul McCartney songs I cannot figure out. I don't know what he's doing. Um, right. And there's all sorts of things with special tunings and stuff. It's very hard to 
do that unless you're really like a Lawrence Juber right. level professional, which I'm not. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm I'm sure when people go to his concerts, they're looking at his fingers, right, to to, to see how he's, you know, how how he's positioning his fingers and what chords he's playing. Absolutely. And again, back then there weren't many videos of the Beatles playing and they did. Right. There's not that many. Live. I mean, most of the late, well, all the later stuff, except let it be. There's no real. Well, there's a few live performances, I guess we could say videos. But for the most right. part, um, you can't really see that. Um, but, you know, now there's a lot of live performances. Paul's play a lot of his solo and Beatles songs live. Mm -hmm. So you can watch his hand. You could try to follow what he's doing. That's right. very helpful. That's very helpful. You could see if he's using a capo, which if you want to talk about later, we could. But um, I don't want to bore non-musicians. But um, to, to see where a capo is on a guitar really helps you play it more like the original artist is playing it. Gotcha. Um, okay. So. Okay. Um, so you've got, you know, all this history now. So let's say let's let's flash back to 2020 when McCartney three comes out and you're listening to, you know, uh, winter bird, long tail winter bird. I does, and you want to play it. Does that explain then how you learned it yourself then? Um, I really, that I think was just listening. I mean, McCartney three, what, what really brought me into my channel was Egypt station, just to backtrack mm -hmm. for a second. Um, but it was similar. I, I, I was kind of up and running when McCartney three came out. Um, so when that came out, I, I already had, right. I guess, subscribers and had been doing it. Um, mm -hmm. but I really started at Egypt station, but, um, okay. that was it. Yeah. Just listening to the songs that, you know, I try to put out lessons, um, you know, as early as I can when the song's out. I mean, I'm not rushing or killing myself, but right. I can figure it out. And some I couldn't, or I didn't think I did it well enough. I try not to embarrass myself too much. <laughs> <laughs> but if I think it's close, my, my my channel, I mean, I'm not trying to be right. perfect. I'm not trying to, I'm not a Beatles tribute person. I mean, those people are- I just, get it. Right. Yeah, they're, they're astronomically talented. Uh, but I'm trying to get close enough to, so if you're playing it to somebody at a party, at a bar, at a coffee house, they'd recognize the song. That's, right. that's good enough. That's good enough for me. Right. So, okay, let's talk about your your channel then, Judge Timbers. Let's talk about the name first. You know what? You know how did you come up with that name, Judge Timbers? <laughs> well, this this is going to be a two legs exclusive. Uh, I've been <laughs> okay. asked this. I've been asked this for five years now on my channel, and I've always dodged the question. Oh um, well, okay. So um, I'm going to give you the straight scoop, Tom. Um, I'm an actual judge. Uh, I mean, people have asked no me that for a long time. I'm, I'm a judge in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I actually work for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Um, okay. I'm low le low level judge. I, I do workers' compensation cases, kind of administrative judge. So I don't put people in jail or anything like that. Uh, but it's it's a great job, and you know I wear a black robe in my day job. Um, awesome. I've dodged this question for so long because I didn't want to really open it up on YouTube. And believe me, I'll delete any comments. But um, gotcha. my channel is purely music. I don't get into anything. I don't get into the law or politics or anything. Um, but I am actually a judge. The Timbers part, um, my late father-in-law, when he met me for the first time, um, just called me Timbers. Like, hey, really? Timbers, how are you doing? And he's a great guy, big music lover, big Beatles fan. She's a Woman, for some reason, was his favorite Beatles song. And I don't know anybody else. Wow. He loved that. I would right. play that for him. Uh, but he called me Timbers from day one. And my wife has kind of taken that on as an affectionate name. Nobody oh, else really calls nice. me that. But when I started my channel... Uh, it was just my personal channel. It wasn't, I wasn't, right. I didn't have subscribers. It was just my place for home videos. So I just put Judge Timbers and mm -hmm. I just never changed it. And I thought about changing it and maybe make it Paul related or Beatles related, but people know me now as Judge Timbers and 
some people call me JT and you know, right. there's, there's LJ and there's JT. That's the only <laughs> thing we have. It's the only thing we have in common. Uh, so that's, that's it. I never publicly uh, said oh. that, but I, I don't mind and, and it's fine, but uh, I'm Tim. All right. Well, thank some you people call that. me judge. I mean, that's yeah. fine as a nickname on YouTube, but uh, you know, whatever's fine. This is all about music and our love of right. Paul and the Beatles and all that. Cool. Well, thank you for that exclusive. Um, thank you for sharing it. <laughs> uh, no problem. Yeah. Um, so the channel itself, like you said, you 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 wanted wanted to get on. Your you know obviously you wanted to show your 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 love for for music for for playing acoustic guitar. And you you've said before because we've tried to record this show before, but you also you're a big fan of playing of electric guitar as well, right? Uh, yeah, I play. I mean, yeah. I, definitely. All my lessons are on acoustic guitar, um, but I have an electric guitar. I play electric guitar, and um, but I focus on acoustic guitar now. But I have a bass, and you know, right. I have a small recording studio, and oh, okay. um, that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, acoustic guitar, rhythm guitar, really, what John Lennon played in the Beatles is really, I guess, what I would consider myself as a rhythm guitarist. I'm not a lead guitarist, yeah. and and right. I'm not a bass guitarist or anything like that. But uh, so I guess if if you're not a musician, think of John's part in the Beatles. That would be more what I would do if I were in a band, I guess, which I'm not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you decide you wanted to just, you know, come up? I know you said right around Egypt Station, but was yeah. this always your idea was to just, you know, come on, play the song itself? And and you're a pretty good singer. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Tom. I don't mind saying. And I like how sometimes you incorporate your wife right in, in there too. Sometimes she's done. She's done yeah. uh, Linda McCartney yeah. at that's my right. request. And she doesn't, you know, she likes Paul and the Beatles, but that's not her genre. Um, right. So that was a real stretch. And I was so proud of her. And, uh, you know, I, and I've done Yoko. I've done Yoko right. songs on my channel. But uh, yeah, my wife is very supportive. I'm very lucky. It does take time. I'm sure just like you're probably, I mean, you're more yeah. busy than I am. It takes time away from your family and all that. Um, but I think to answer your questions, I never, I never planned to do a YouTube channel. I never planned to post guitar lessons. Um, it just sort of happened when Egypt Station came out. There were a couple of songs on that that really, I guess, touched me. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to play them for myself. Um, and when I did, I was like, oh, well, I have a YouTube channel. Maybe I'll just post a lesson. And that kind of started it. And from there, um, if you want, if you want to want a sample, I could play you the song that yeah, started please. it all uh, from Egypt Station. I love I'm it. I'll play a little a little snippet or snippet, whatever you call it. So hopefully I won't mess up. Thank you. Happy with you. So Happy that was you. that was the song that I heard. I love that song. I, I love Paul's old man voice on that song. I think it fits the song. Um, I'm getting older myself, so not to get into a Paul's voice discussion, um, but I think it's perfect on that song. And I love right. what he's doing on guitar. So that was it. That was the first thing I posted that. It didn't go viral or anything like that. I had no subscribers when I posted it. and right. uh, But I did get some feedback, some positive feedback and cool. requests for other Egypt Station songs. And I kind of slowly worked my way through most of Egypt Station, I think. And then it just kind of, hey, do more and do more. And my channel completely started as a Paul McCartney channel. So it, I'm like the two legs of 
guitarists because uh, it was just Paul. It wasn't right. John or George or the Beatles or anything. Um, it kind of has expanded in time over the years. Yes, I noticed that because then you you, you branched off into, you know, George, John and, and Ringo. I mean, Tom Petty. Uh, yeah. So you're, you're definitely, you know, branching out and playing other artists, which I think is great. You know, obviously, you know, there's just so many, you know, Paul songs that you can do. I am running out <laughs> to tell you the honest truth, but um, there's still some more I want to do. And there's right. a couple, I, I mean, if you want to embarrass me, I could tell you no. a couple that I just can't play or can't figure out, but I'm going to give it more time because right. I, I'd like to get through a couple. I'll give you one little lamb dragonfly. Okay. I love that song. I just, I really need to sit down and work on that one. That's going to take some work for me. Um, but hopefully someday I'll post a lesson like that. But um, I posted, I think, over 200 Paul McCartney songs, yeah. almost almost all solo songs. I'm, I try to highlight the solo work. And, and, yeah. and this is what I've gotten from your, listening to your podcasts, um, the deep tracks. A lot of them I wasn't aware of or I hadn't heard in a long time. I hear yeah. you and Andy talk about them or talk more talk. Um, and uh, I, then I... Oh, let me try that song. Okay. And I'll post that. So that's why I'm saying I, I do owe a lot to, to all of you podcasters, but you guys in particular. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, one of the uh the videos that you did that I really enjoyed because it's it's like my favorite thing that he's done outside of his so his own catalog, and that's best love. Uh oh, from yeah. the uh, you know, Steve Martin. Yeah. Steve Martin, you know, love, love that track. And it was really cool to see uh you do that song because it is a fabulous song. And that may that may have well come from your channel, you guys discussing it. I don't think I was aware of that. I mean, obviously aware of Steve Martin. I knew he played the banjo. I don't know if I knew of that. And I love it. I think it's great. I think it's a great yeah. track. Um, so I did that a long time ago. I, I couldn't play it right now. I don't remember it. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's the kind of songs, that's exactly why I like to do my channel. And I think, like I said, there's many better guitarists out there and, and YouTube instructors. I'm not in competition with anybody, but few would post a lesson on a song like that. Right. Um, and that's what I try to do. I do throw in some big ones once in a while. Yeah. And um, other, I try to make everything Beatle related, but I cover very few Beatles songs. I They're, they're covered so much by better people. Um, I just, mm. you know, Mike Pacelli is a masterful right. guitarist. I, I, what's the point of me doing a lesson on the song Mike Pacelli has done? It just doesn't make any <laughs> sense. So I, I, you know, maybe I've done it by accident, but I intentionally right. try not to. And there's other people like him, uh, right. but I don't think he would do some of the obscure songs I do. So that's what I can offer maybe. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, you know, please, and we'll mention this later on, check out Judge Timber's uh, YouTube channel. Not right this second. You know, let's finish watching this uh, video first. But uh, after, after that, and we'll put the link uh, down below so you guys can just click on that and head over uh, to his channel when you're ready. But, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, fun channel. I, I really appreciate what you do. I love how you, you do the song first. Uh, and then you break down the bits that, that, that you like to talk about. And I think it's really interesting and, uh, you know, it's good for, you know, I guess, you know, people that are, have the passion for acoustic guitar and, and want to learn. And that's yeah. what I like about your, your channel. Well, thanks a lot, Tom. I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's really geared to more beginner level guitarists, but you know, maybe beginner slash intermediate, not for advanced players. Um, right. But as you said, I always start with a cover. So even yeah. if you're not a guitarist, you're a musician, if, if you're curious, you know, what would um, Waterfall sound like an acoustic guitar? Right. Um, 
check me out and you'll see what like my version of it is. If you don't want to stay for the lesson, that's fine. A lot of people right. just come for the covers. Some people only come for the lessons. Some people come for everything and some people don't want to have anything to do with it. And it's all fine. It's all fine. It's a passion project. I, my channel's not monetized. I, it doesn't matter. I, you know, I'm just doing this. Uh, it's really as a way of giving back I, in a weird way. I get pleasure out of it and I'm mm -hmm. enjoying it, but I, I've gotten so much from people like you, the podcasters, the authors, other musicians on YouTube. So it's just kind of my give back, purely mm -hmm. hobby. And that's it. There's no other motivation. I'll, I'll never monetize my channel. I can tell you that. Um, it's just it's just for fun and passion. So excellent. Uh, in, in general, like or on average, you know, how long does it take you to to learn a song before you um, bring it to to the video yeah. to a video? Uh, most are pretty quick. I, I would say under a half hour, an hour. Okay. Um, once in a while, I might struggle with a certain chord or just one part of a song and go back to it later. But generally, I try to learn it all at one sitting um, mm -hmm. and and then, you know, jot down the chords or, or whatever. Um, and then I'll rehearse it maybe for a week. It will kind of be sitting around. I'll have a, a group of songs that I rehearse and then I'll try to do a recording session um, okay. and record a couple lessons at the same time. All my lessons, I, my goal is everything to be, including the cover, everything to be less than 10 minutes. I mean, mm -hmm. my videos, I try to hit about five minutes. I mean, the cover might be two minutes because I'm not playing solos and all that. So I do kind of an abbreviated cover. And then I try to do a quick guitar lesson and that's it. I don't really go into a depth about the history of the songs. I might talk a little bit, but I leave that for you guys. I mean, that's podcast material. I don't want to go through the whole, you know, I'm going to go to the backstory of, how you know paul wrote this song i just you know if i'm doing here today you know you could talk about here today in the story for two hours um i don't want to do that on my channel i want to show people like how it sounds and if they want to try to learn to play it my way at least here's a way you can all right gotcha cool all right well let's talk about uh mccartney <laughs> yes <laughs> i know <laughs> the acoustic guitar i mean let's let's face it i mean would you argue the fact, I mean, he's going to be known as the basis, right? From here on out. Yeah. I mean, I think he is. And, and for good reason, and he's a fantastic bass player and I'm not going to address any of that because I'm not a bass player, but um, I think he will go down as, you know, the Beatles bass guitarist, obviously he was right. playing other instruments with the Beatles and solo, but I think he will be known as a bass guitarist, you know, overall. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would say maybe a close second would be, acoustic guitar um you know he, he's very i mean he does a great job with electric guitar we know you know drums he does great not i mean well a good i should say but maybe not great piano i think he's fantastic mm -hmm. but i mean those are some of some of these acoustic guitar numbers that he does might be some of his best songs of all time i mean i love them but again I, i'm not by i mean i love right. all, you know so much of paul's work but um i mean my position is i'm gonna sound like a lawyer and a judge um, is the acoustic guitar is Paul McCarty's most essential instrument. Um, okay. Maybe he's not most known for playing it, but I think it's his most essential. It's his main songwriting tool. Um, and I think it's his favorite instrument. And, you know, I say that, you know, first thing, Paul McCartney has said that himself <laughs> uh, on Desert Island Disc. You know, I'm sure right. you've listened. You know, he was asked one luxury item on the island. It, it wasn't even an instrument. He could have picked a radio. He could have picked a television. Um, and he picked an acoustic guitar. Oh, he didn't pick a bass. He didn't pick an electric. He didn't pick a drum set or a piano. So, I mean, to me, that's pretty good. I know 
sometimes the Beatles change their minds as all human right. beings do. But I think coming from Paul, I, I don't think he would change his mind if you asked him that question now. If you did mm -hmm. Desert Island Disc with him now, I think he'd still say that. And I know he's, you know, been using the acoustic guitar a lot on Egypt Station, on McCartney 3. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's, you know, there. Um, you know, the other thing I was thinking about is, you know, prep preparing for this. Um, as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, the acoustic guitar is the only song, a love song that Tom has ever, uh, Tom, <laughs> that Paul's ever written uh, an instrument about. Like he, he's written a song right. about a musical instrument. And of course, that's Confidant. Confidant, station. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he didn't, he didn't write a love song about his bass or, right. you know, and I'm sure he loves his basses. I, I, but, right. but I think it, it's something special about an acoustic guitar and his relationship and his learning um, and all that. Um, so, you know. If, if you indulge me, I, could I just read a couple of lyrics of Confidant? Please. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yes, just, absolutely. just real quick. I don't want to yeah. read to the audience, but um, I think this is really touching. Uh, you used to be my confidant, my underneath the staircase friend, but I fell out of love with you and brought a romance to an end. I played with you throughout the day and told you every secret thought. Unlike my other so-called friends, you stood beside me as I fought. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty uh, heartwarming stuff Paul's saying to his guitar. Um, right. So his acoustic guitar. And again, um, you know. I'd say so, that's a pretty good muse right there. His acoustic guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday he'll write a song about his piano. Right. Or, or there whatever. you will. <laughs> <laughs> that's a possibility. So talk to talk to me about his playing then. I mean, what do you think it is about his acoustic guitar playing that makes you want to learn those those songs? He's very versatile, uh, multi-dimensional. So some acoustic, and and I'm now I'm never criticizing anybody, but some have particular styles. Um, there's there's kind of two general schools of acoustic playing. That's very grossly exaggerated or whatever, but um, simplified, I guess. Um, mm. But there's finger picking style. I would say somebody like a James Taylor, you know, right. superb finger picking. Pretty much finger picks all his songs, you know, most of them and most of the big songs we would know, um, mm. and fantastic. Um, and then there's strumming, um, you know, maybe think of somebody like Neil Young or something, yeah. um, when he plays an acoustic guitar, um, you know, that again, there's, there's all different styles and all, every guitarist plays all different ways, but Paul is really, really multidimensional. You can't really pigeonhole him. Um, and he's done so many songs in different acoustic, we're just in the acoustic guitar world here. Um, and then Paul has that unique thing, which, you know, again, we could do a whole podcast on and I'm not going to bore everybody. Um, but I'm sure people know the whole story of Blackbird and how Paul plays. He plays a finger picking style with his thumb and his index finger. And he kind of just um, kind of gently just kind of not strums, but kind of just touches right. the strings of his finger. Very, very unusual. That is really pretty unique. I don't I don't know if anybody else does that. I've always wondered if it had anything to do with him being a lefty and learning on righty guitars and flipping them over. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if that changed his style, but um, but but he just plays different ways so it's not the same thing every time and um and he's great at all all different ways i mean paul is it can really strum a song there's a couple we might talk about tonight um just as well as he can do some beautiful finger picking so right have have you noticed a pattern with his acoustic guitar playing do you do you have you noticed like certain chords that he likes the best um or that he uses the most maybe Yes, uh, for sure. Because now, you know, I have learned, you know, over the last couple of years to play a lot of his songs. Um, Paul has said publicly or on record that the E chord, you know, standard E chord, that's his favorite guitar chord. He was asked that. It was kind of a goofy question. What's your favorite chord? I don't I don't think I have an answer. But he said E, which is a very um, good sounding like open chord 
uh, to play on a guitar. There's a lot of open strings with it. So, um, but uh, yeah, you do hear patterns. Um, what I would say, what I was going to highlight, um, and this goes to Paul's composition style. I'm not a songwriter. I mean, I, I do do original songs, but I'm amateur at that too. But I've, I've noticed Paul's songwriting style, which is also very much like his musical playing style, both on guitar and piano. Um, he really likes what I'd call, or we call, musicians call ascending patterns, progressions, and descending patterns and progressions. So, I mean, just just real basic, you know, ascending, going up on the guitar. Well, I'm off right. my camera there, but whatever, people might just be listening. Going up the, or going uh, down. Right. Let me see what I can... It's okay. I mean, it's it's fine. I it, it just I, I I'll play I'll play you like actual song real just a snippet right. to give you a better example. But I would say Paul, many songs, many great songs have ascending progressions and descending progressions. But I really think that's like Paul specially. It's like his special secret thing that makes so many of songs. And I think the songs you know we talked about discussing tonight. You'll see there's mm -hmm. a common theme on a lot of those songs that they have those kind of patterns. So. A famous Beatles song, I wasn't going to do a Beatles song, but real quick, mm -hmm. an ascending pattern that people would probably recognize would be like here, there, and everywhere. So mm -hmm. something like this, just real. So that's an ascending, that's going up. Right, so Paul was doing that back in the old Beatle days. Mm -hmm. um, a descending pattern, just a real quick um, little snippet, would be um, something like Great Day from Flaming Pie, right? So something like this. So you can hear, I think, hopefully, it's going right. down. You can see my fingers going down if you have the video. Yep. And going down and then kind of finishing. So ah. just two quick examples. There'll be more. But that really is the theme, I guess, of my discussion or our conversation about Paul's guitars. I think um, there's something in our brains. I've never studied formally music theory, but I think there's something in our human brains that especially descending patterns and progressions of notes and chords um, it's just appealing to people. It's just pleasing to the human brain. Right. And Paul taps into that over and over again. And I don't mean that as a criticism. I mean, I consider that a strength. He And he does it right. differently. But um, And not many other songwriters do that. But he's very good at it. Very cool. Very cool. Um, any other acoustic guitar players that, you know, kind of similar to, to Paul in a way? Or, or Paul similar to? Um, or is it just, you know, it's, do you think it's his own style? Uh, what I he think does? he does play different than a lot of people. Like, like I said, Neil Young on acoustic plays different than Paul McCartney. They do have their right. signature styles. If you hear Pete Townsend playing acoustic, he has a very, you can kind of recognize a Pete Townsend kind of strum. Okay. So there are different styles. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know that there's anything... I mean, he's not doing anything so different other than maybe that one picking right. style, but but he does have a distinctive sound. You could probably hear Paul play his guitar and guess it's Paul. Like if you compare John playing right. and Paul, they right. do play differently. John's much more like banging chords, banging chords. I mean, he could finger pick and all that too, but usually, you know, he's really playing like his Gibson acoustic guitars and stuff. Um, and Paul could do that. I mean, he can do anything, but obviously, but, um, you know, but the, I, I can't think of another artist like I think sounds right. like Paul. I, I I can't think of somebody like 
Right. It's his own. It, it, he sounds like almost kind of like, a. I mean, you can tell more like with the electric guitar. I mean, when Neil's doing electric guitar, you know, it's Neil, Neil Young. I mean, like, you know, probably Clapton, you, you know, it's Clapton when he's playing guitar or even George Harrison, you know, when he's playing yeah. electric guitar. So I, I would think would you say electric guitar is probably, you know, easier to tell who's playing than maybe acoustic guitar. I mean, a lot of songs, the acoustics in the background, it's strumming at low in the mix. Uh, sometimes you don't even know. I oh, Speaking of Revolver, I heard there's some acoustic guitar on the new mix in the background of For No One. I never heard acoustic guitar in For No One. Um, so, I mean, another thing to look forward to. That's what I mean. Right. Uh, and many songs, it's kind of hidden in the background. And, um, you know, some it's more prominent and, and some it's the only instrument. Um, mm -hmm. So it goes all different genres. But, um, yeah, I... It, you know, I guess it is what it is, but uh... yeah, true, <laughs> true. All right, well, you're gonna do, you're gonna play a couple songs for us and just highlight certain parts of them and and talk to us about, you know, what's unique about the the playing and um, maybe we'll go with uh, one of Andy's uh, picks first. Sure. Um, well, one of Andy's picks uh, was Domino's, so maybe we'll start there. Okay. Uh, so again, off Egypt Station. Um, right. So I just play the little I'm just gonna play like the acoustic part yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about right. it for a second so something okay. like this so yeah. that really that's the opening riff as you know it's the closing yep. riff Paul comes back to it over the verses in the most of the other parts of the song is kind of what we were talking about earlier. Um, the acoustic guitar is more background instrument and, and the full band's playing and you don't really hear much, maybe a little strumming in the background. Um, mm -hmm. But what I like about this, uh, firstly, it's just a great, what I call a riff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you could call lots of things riffs, but what Paul's doing, he could have, just think about it, he could have finger picked that, right? Right. Or he could have strummed it, right? Right. But by doing this kind of thing, it really makes it. Um, and yeah. He really plays his vocals off that. So I, I I can't really describe it. Obviously, I'm not going to teach how to play it. You could watch right. the lesson if you want. Right. But, but what's interesting to me, he kind of does just like a little flourish. He just mm -hmm. kind of kind of goes down on each string kind of in a pattern, which is, is I, I don't know how many other songs, if any, that he does that. So, you know, it stands I, out more. In it a stands way. out so much more. Um, right. You know, it's different. I was thinking about it. You know, and mm -hmm. I, I love Ringo. I mean, mm -hmm. big time, obviously. But, you know, when Ringo's like, I play guitar, you know, a, right. a, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I, right. I love Ringo. I'm not, I, I'm, right. I'm laughing with Ringo, peace and love Ringo. Um, but, you know, Paul is not that he doesn't play chords sometimes, but he's going to spice it up and really, and that I, I, I love dominoes. Fantastic. Right. So I was happy. And you like, you know, wanted that one. Um, but uh, that, that part really, I consider that, um, that would qualify for a dream set when we get there at the end for mm -hmm. me, because it's acoustic led. It's, it's an acoustic bass song, even though it's a full band song and you can't hear an acoustic for some of the song. To me, that opening riff, closing riff and all that is really what grabs me to that song. But I love the okay. whole song. Excellent. So. Excellent. Um, can you, we'll edit this part out. Can you maybe either, can you lift yourself a little more or can you bring the camera down 
down. Touch more. Yeah. Yep. I can. I'm on the laptop. So let's yeah. see. Let's see how did I bend it? Yeah. Is that better? there? You go. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Right. Excellent. No. No. Don't. Don't apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm on a big laptop. Right. So I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going good. All right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. So that was Domino's. Thank you very much. Now let's uh, move on to uh, one of mine. Sure. Please, if you will. Um. Do you want me to choose? I think you chose two. Why don't, why don't we only do yeah. Calico Skies? Um, yeah, right. really, really another beautiful song. This one, obviously, all acoustic. Um, a little tricky to play, so I'll do my best okay. on this. Um, right. I'll just play a little bit of it and then we'll talk about it. Hmm. Um, so let's see. Right. Here we go. Thanks. It, it's that's that's a tough one for me. Um, I mean, it, it's it's really hard to sing and play that for for me. Right. I will say, Paul. Even when Paul plays it in concert, he strums that now. He doesn't finger pick oh, yeah. it. Okay. Um, so you know, but that's fine. Um, right. So a couple of things about this. Um, Paul and and really all the Beatles, they were not big into open tunings. And again, I'm not going to go into a music theory thing, but basically, open tunings is tuning a couple of you. You have six strings on a regular guitar, tuning okay. a couple of them to a different key we'll say um and that it sounds different on the guitar you play it differently the beatles really weren't into that much um mm -hmm. but what paul did and he was known for is to tune his guitar down so we take all the strings on his acoustic guitar and just kind of tune them to a lower key so the most famous example is yesterday it's kind mm -hmm. of people have talked about this forever um right. calico skies he's tuned down what we call a half step it's like one step down like one note down and the reason Paul may have done it, the reason guitarists do it, one, it makes it a little easier to sing because you're tuning down the music. So mm. you're not singing as high. Uh, also, it gives you a little more give on the strings. So on this song, I, I am not tuned down. So I'm playing it actually a half a step above the record. Oh, um, okay. So my strings are a little tighter. I'm, I'm in what we call standard tuning. I haven't changed my tunings. Um, okay. So the strings are a little tighter. It's a little harder to pick you know, not that different, but he's got his strings a little looser. That's why when you, if you listen to yesterday, you hear a lot of stuff going on with the strings or making a lot of noises really sounds good. Um, okay. That is really tuned down and it really adds I, a lot. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So to lose kind of more, the, the strings are looser. Or They're looser. Yeah. If you tuned okay. it down, I'm, I would be, yeah. I'm not going to do it now, but if I tune yeah, down right. anything, um, yeah, the strings it's, it's kind of wrapped tight now and then just gets looser mm -hmm. and it not only takes the sound down, but it takes the string, you know, makes it looser. I don't more slack on it. So mine okay. right now is is tight, like a normal, what we call standard tuning. Um, okay. The other thing I was just going to point out at Calico Skies is is a descending pattern. So mm -hmm. um, the whole thing, you could probably see my hand as I'm doing it. So it's, you know, you can see my hands going down the guitar. Um, it's interesting because Paul is playing in the same, it's the same key of D, it's D major. Um, but he's playing it in different octaves, which again, we won't define, but it's right. the same thing, but he's just going down his guitar. So just 
I've said every song we've picked to talk about, you're going to see a descending pattern, maybe some ascending patterns. And that's okay. not by accident. These are the songs where the melodies are so beautiful. So, yeah, no, it, guys. yeah, it's a beautiful song. Uh, I've told the story where, you know, we, my wife and I, we incorporated that song into our, our, our vows um, at our wedding. And it's just, yeah, those two first two verses are, you know, for me are, are some of Paul's best, you know, ballad lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I'm so happy when, when I saw you ask for that. First, I was like, oh, that's a hard one. But I was like, <laughs> you know, forced me to practice a little bit. But I was like, but I was right. glad you did it. And it's it's per, it's hard to talk about Paul as acoustic player and not talk right. about that song. So, yeah, I, I yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's up there for me for as one of his best acoustic guitar performances, um, you know, and he's yeah. got you know fifty years. <laughs> he's got a lot of them. Yeah, he's got a lot of them. Yeah. Um. All right. So you have one too that uh, we can uh, do next. Yeah. Um. Well, I put it right up there with Calico Skies. Um. And that would be here today. You know. I mean, yeah. Paul's still playing this in concert. Um. So let me play a little bit of this. I'm just gonna play the short part, and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about what 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 I'm hearing in there and why I like it so much beyond okay. the obvious John Lennon part, right. but musically. So something like this. So we'll just stop there. So here, here's what I wanted to say about here today. Again, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave the story and the, and the meaning of it, but it's related to what I'm going to say. Um, I think because Paul was writing this for John, you know, his best mate and right. just died recently. And he was, you know, personal song and, and telling the regrets. I never told you I loved you. Um, I think it's really significant to me how he starts this song. And maybe most people might not notice it. But if, if you think of the very beginning of the introduction, it sounds just like this, right? So Paul is sliding his finger on his guitar. Now that's a lot of guitar slide fingers, bed and fingers, but I really noticed that. And I think it was intentional. Um, he could have just started with that first chord. So the chord just starts like this, but instead he, he slides his finger and you might be able to hear me when you slide your finger, you could hear my fingers. You can tell I'm a live person. I'm a real person. And I think Paul was creating like immediate intimacy right in this personal song to John and he wanted to bring us all in. So to me, that's really meaningful. It's like the intro to the intro of the song. Right. And maybe I'm making too much of it, but I actually noticed things like that. And, and I, 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 I would love to know if Paul just slid his finger cause he just felt like sliding his finger or mm-hmm. if he thought about that or if George Martin suggested in the studio, I'd love to know that. So if Paul ever comes on two legs, Tom, if you could ask yeah. him that, did you, did you slide your <laughs> finger at the beginning right, of here right. today? Uh, Judge Timbers wants to know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying when I hear that, it also kind of feels like it might be um, tuned down a little bit as well. I mean, is that the case or am I just hearing I don't um, think this one's tuned down. Um, okay. I think it's in standard tuning. Uh, I'm okay. pretty sure. I usually play along to the records is when I learn the songs. Okay. And I think Paul's playing it uh, still in concert okay. in standard tuning. I'm pretty sure. I mean, if somebody knows, they can always correct it. But I'm, I'm pretty right. sure that's in standard tuning. And then okay. one other thing I'm just going to point out, again, the right. theme of the show. Um, you might have heard it. You might have noticed it when he's doing this part. Mm-hmm. 
So that's another descending pattern right. just with the notes. So again, you know, he uses that and it doesn't sound like anything like other songs he's done, but you know, that technique is definitely a, a songwriting tool he uses. So it's another okay. example. Excellent. Very cool. Yeah. Great choice too. I mean, again, that's another masterful acoustic guitar performance from Paul. Um, very heartfelt for sure. And you know, when I did see him, listen, I, I've seen him do the song now, what, uh, three times. And for some reason, this one, this one that when I saw him, uh, in, in LA, uh, this, you know, at the beginning of the summer or whenever it was, <laughs> I forget what it was, but for some reason, you know, there's, there's moment times where you listen to a song, it doesn't affect you, but then there's that one time where it does kind of affect you. And then for some reason, this past time I saw him, it, it really, you know, touched me, you know, in a way that it hadn't before. So maybe it's just because I thought maybe this is going to be the last time I ever see him live, you know, or yeah. something. But yeah, well, that's one great tune. I, I if, if I saw him now, I definitely want him to do that. Uh, I know he's done it many times, like, you know, as opposed to Hey Jude, which right. you know, obviously is a masterpiece, but I, I would skip Hey Jude, but I wouldn't skip here today. I, 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 and I love his acoustic cassette when Paul does that stuff. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, I cool. couldn't agree with you more, Tom. There's a lot right. of, it's a big Paul love fest here on two legs. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. All right. Let's go to, uh, Andy's second, uh, pick. What did he pick? Oh, okay. He picked yeah. another day. So here's the Paul strumming song. So I'm just gonna play a little bit, of the right. first verse and we'll take a little break and see. Mm. So, I know it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I know you know it. <laughs> Take it away. like the first verse um right you know all i'm going to point out obviously paul strum like i said john likes to strum paul likes to strum too that's a great strum song there's so much you know another day is another one you could spend an hour on we won't um right. but i just wanted to highlight the verse i just think that's one of the most beautiful chord progressions it's such an earworm um it's another song i like very much um so i just wanted to play it because i think even just right. playing the chords. sometimes if you just play chords without words uh, without vocals it can be boring honestly that's why i sing usually when i play i usually don't do it this way but mm -hmm. i don't want i don't want to have my voice everywhere <laughs> um but uh but i just think that's just a beautiful progression it's just it's such right. a nice chord changes the ne only only other part i just want to highlight now again there's mm -hmm. other parts of the song but the next part the so sad part yes um, so yes. let me just show you this please so, so sad right Right. right. So right. what Paul's doing here is an example of Paul doing an ascending pattern progression into a descending progression. So if you listen, um, he starts there, then he's going to go up one, then he's going to go up one, then he's going to go back down one and back okay. down to where he started. So there's, gotcha. there's an example, ascending, descending the same song. And he goes back to that at different points in the song, which is also genius, I think. So he kind of mm. uses things at different points. So if we were doing the whole song going through it, um, I'd show that. But I, I just think, again, every song I think we've discussed so far has at least an ascending or descending pattern. And not all songs do. Not all songs right. do. 
know? Right. Talk a little bit about strumming for a second, just in general. Um, is that like, is that the easiest thing to learn when you're, when you're learning guitar or is it difficult? No, uh, strumming. Um, and again, I'm not formally taught. So there's all people, when you learn basic guitar, they start like down, down, or down, down, up, down, these weird things. Um, I, I think that's a real hard way to learn. And it turns off most kids who are learning guitar. You know, right. It's like playing scales on the piano. The kids say, I don't want to do that. Um, right. I, I really just think it's something, it's technique. It's the more you do it, it's like everything muscle memory. The more you do it, uh, mm -hmm. the better you get at it. And you know, you, you watch other guitarists, you listen to them. Um, but I think it's, it's one practice. It's practice. Guitar is practice. I play a lot. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. I've gone through different stages in my life where the guitar has been more in the background. It's always been there, but sometimes it's risen up and it's gone down. Uh, last five years, I've played a lot. So um, that helps you just, I don't know, the mu mu uh, muscle memory, uh, your calluses build up so you can play mm -hmm. a long time. Um, and I think your strumming just gets better as you do it. But I, I, I'm sure, you know, when I play with other musicians, sometimes I realize, you know, I, I don't keep time right. I, you know, there's different things. I, I like to play by myself, honestly, because then you know what you're doing and it's kind of like driving the car by yourself and you don't have a passenger, you know, when you're going to turn. So you're mm -hmm. kind of ready for it. Um, but, uh, strumming, I think I, I, I know a lot of beginner guitarists, new guitarists and strumming is, is a challenge for them. Okay. Um, so it is something you have to work on. Guitar is a hard instrument at the beginning. It's worth it. But right. um, piano, when you start a piano, and I don't play piano, I mean, I fool around on the piano. But when you hit a C note, it sounds exactly like Mozart playing a C note. Mm. On a guitar, when you try to play a C note for the first time, you're not going to sound like Jimi Hendrix. You're not, not going <laughs> to make music. You're not going to make any sound. You can't play right. the string down. So I okay. think... You know, it's just it's hard. It's a hard lesson, a hard instrument to start with. But once you kind of okay. get over the hump, it, it's very rewarding, obviously. Hmm. Uh, you use a pick at all or are you just use? I do. Your... I'm doing both. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. strumming there with a pick. Um, OK, both. I consider myself more of a strummer type. Okay. Uh, the finger picking is something I'm picking up more now, uh, mm -hmm. trying to do more of it. Um, definitely. For some reason, if I do write an original song, it's almost always finger picked. I don't know why. Um, right. But I generally use a pick. Um, okay. Try not so to. Is there like the, the the extensions people can put on their fingertips as well? Yeah, that's usually a finger picking thing. Um, there okay. there are some different things. Uh, I I'm not that fancy. I mean, it's just like a regular pick. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing fancy. And then if I drop that, I'm gonna just use my hand right. as best I can. <laughs> um, and then I do finger pick. You know, certain songs um, okay. like like. Calico Skies. There's no pick there. Although Paul plays it live. I think he's using a pick. He might just be, you can strum with your hand. I mean, you can strum. Right. I'm just using my fingers. You can do that. And that's fine. But sometimes, you know, you'll hurt your nails. You'll get, you'll get the finger, uh, the string caught under right. your nail. So the pick kind of gives you a little distance. Um, gotcha. So. Okay, cool. All right. One more to go. Let's do uh, my last. Uh, my oh, okay. Last, yeah. My Let me just pick. take a sip of water here for a second. Yeah, please go ahead. So from Wildlife, right? Yeah, good choice, and one of my favorite songs. <laughs> and when we compare song lists, we'll we'll see. Right. Um, so um, some people never know. Um, so let me just do the, mm. the I'll call the little riff again, kind of like Domino starts with that right. riff. So this one's something like this, mm. right? So 
obviously Paul goes back to that many, many times and the outro mm -hmm. goes on with that. It's beautiful. Again, that's basically ADE. That's like Ringo, I play guitar. Mm -hmm. ADE. Right. That's basically <laughs> what Paul's doing, but it doesn't sound anything like that the way he's doing mm -hmm. it. Um, so that's just wanted to point out the riff because um, it's so kind of iconic. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing here, this is another perfect example of a descending progression. So uh, let me just kind of gently strum this. I'm just going to hum the melody okay. over right. it and, you, and you, you'll see my, well, you might partly see my hand, but I'll, I'll explain in a second. So okay. just go right into the verse. So it's going to be like. You can hear the descending pattern, yeah. I assume. Yeah, I mean, this is like classic. So he starts, I'll, I'll, I'll show it more this way. So it just kind of okay. goes down, goes down, goes down, goes down. Then he starts again, that goes down, goes down, goes down, and down into the riff. Oh, wow. So it's just, it's, it, look. A lot of people love this song, right? I mean, it's one mm. of the ones that, that constantly, especially lately. And I don't right. think it's a coincidence that that the whole verse is basically right. one big descending pattern. Again, I just think it's something in our brains. We, we love that. And then he, you know, he'll raise his vocals as he's descending on the guitar or the piano. Uh, so we can mm. do so much with that. So that's Excellent. another another great choice, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, it's just, again, it's just, when you hear it, I, I just love how unique sounding to me to me to me they're unique a lot of these acoustic you know strong how would you call it riffs that he does at the beginning i'm of the just going to generally call them yeah. riffs. Yeah. yeah you know and how unique and you know when you hear it you know what song is you know automatically it's it's just a beautiful chord structure i mean if that's what what the how you the the term for it yeah chord structure yeah. chord progression chord sure. pattern it, it's yeah. all fine okay. and um and i'm sure I'm, I'm sure there's people watching going that ah, paul doesn't play it exactly that way i i may not right. be playing exactly the way paul's playing it but hopefully it sounds like the song that's oh, all it sounded to like yeah. it to me <laughs> yeah, well, that's it sounds like it to me but uh, you know right there there the one thing i've learned in the beatles community i love the beatle community and you're out there right. you know on podcasts i'm sure you get your comments uh, oh yeah people could be harsh and it's like, oh, yeah. hey, man, I, I'm just doing this for free. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to spend like 50 million hours learning exactly how Paul plays it. This is right. my best effort um, and, um, and take it or leave it. And it's fine. But and I've, I've been very fortunate with, with a lot of positive stuff. Very, very little negative. But once, it's one of the reasons I tend to not do Beatles stuff. Um, right. The solo stuff, just people are gentler with solo right. stuff. They really are. When you get into the Beatles world, <laughs> Uh, and it's, a it's, it's a whole nother monster. It's a whole nother monster. And sometimes yeah. it's like, it's not worth it. Um, right. You know, so whatever. Yeah. But that's yeah, a great no, choice. I'm glad you picked you, that. Thank you uh, for that. But you're absolutely right. It's, it's, you know, dealing with Beatle music and solo Beatle music is, you know, a whole nother thing. It's just funny how, how seriously people take, you know, the, the Beatle side to it and the playing to the solo music, which is probably not as redeemed. We're, you know, re, you know, um, uh, you know, is 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 loved or universally loved as maybe some of the you know solo music. Is, yeah, you know. I think you know in Beatles world, if you, if you don't play on the actual exact 
instrument that right. he just played it on, you, you're you're yeah. crucified. It's like, come yeah. on, you know, what's the difference? Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is actually a Martin D28. This is what the Beatles right. played in India, but I didn't buy right. it to do that. Right. Um, it's just a great guitar, but I don't have Beatles guitars around my house. I don't have Rickenbackers. I would love, if anybody wants to send me a Rickenbacker, please do. But I don't, you know, you can play on any instrument. I That's fine that people do that. I'm not being critical, right. but I, I think, you know, that's a little... I don't. I would never criticize a musician for not playing it on the same exact instrument or playing it through the same amp. You know, mm -hmm. the Vox amp the Beatles used. You know, that's great if you want to exactly do that, and that's that's an art and that's a skill. But I'm I'm not trying to do that. Gotcha. Okay. Well. Okay. I want to see if uh, Andy's going to join us here. Okay. Sure. Taking a little break. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're gonna. Uh, Dream set, it's it. Yeah, that's what I would like. I yeah. mean, I wanted him to join us for that. Um, oh, it'd be great if he can. Yeah, yeah no problem. I, I'm I'm good on time, you guys. Yeah, I really okay. appreciate doing this. I'm enjoying it. Right. And I, it's okay if you don't want. You mentioned talking about friends to go. It's fine. Yes. You don't want yeah. to cover that. Whatever. No, no, I do. You're, you're, I do. And thank you remind, for reminding me. I had a couple of thoughts, but yeah. not nothing yeah. wrong. Let me get my teeth. Yeah. He's going to kill me because I think I misunderstood him. Um. Going back and reading the uh, the texts that we had this morning, uh oh, and uh, I think he just wanted me to do a test with you tonight. Uh, <laughs> shit. Let me see if I can call him real quick. Yeah, Let's sure. See. You can. I'll hang on. All right. All right. I've got some tea.
but uh, we just recorded an hour's worth of stuff. Um, but I'm stuck. I, 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 dude, I totally flipped on that part. Um, I just totally decided I just don't really need to lost it on that part. Um, because I, his, his connection is perfect now. Um, whatever. But, uh, but uh, I should probably be But uh, you know, wait to the, the 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 25 songs, or we can just you know, do it all over again. Well, with him, yeah, yeah. But we can stop the show now where it is, and then. want me to finish the show with him and then you can and we can you you can come on and we can do a your dream set list too or how do you want to do that are you sure Thank you for yeah. Thank you for all your help with this. <laughs> it's no clue, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it looks. I mean, as I'm walking going through it, it does look pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> all right. Bye. All right. So, so what, what, is, what does Andy do, want to do? Yep. Go ahead. We're, 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 you and I will finish. We'll do our set list and thing. And then um, before we post this, Andy and I will do another little thing where we'll do in post-production okay. where, we, you know, he comes on and then he'll do his dream set list. Okay. And we'll, and talk that, about. So it'll be added on after this. Okay. You know Whatever what you guys want to do. It's, it's your yeah. channel. I'm, uh, it's yeah. fine. And I, I would like yeah. to finish it. I mean, I'm having a great time, but I, yeah. I you know, I want to kind of get this off my plate yeah. and, and I'm really Understood. happy we did it. So yeah. I'm happy to, to finish it. Yeah. I, I miss really Andy. But, yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy that this is, this is perfect. Yeah. I mean, you haven't had one issue so far. No, I great. guess plugging in. I've never yeah. plugged into yeah. my modem ever. My my right. son's an electrical engineer, and I called right. him, and I'm like, "What am I? What do I do?" And he's like, "Dad, plug your laptop right. into your modem, and boom, boom. perfect." See, yeah, he goes makes kids, a big difference. Man, they know so. what the hell they're doing. <laughs> yep, I know. I know. All right. Okay. Um, here we're gonna get uh, going again in two seconds. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Thank you, Tim. That was great. Great, great discussion. Great. Uh, I'm. Thank you for showing us all that stuff. Uh, you know, 
I guess it's making me want to get a acoustic <laughs> guitar and, and, and learn a little bit about that because it is really unique seeing seeing how the you know your your fingers are moving up and down you know and it's just it's interesting. I mean, I've always it's never been too curious. late. It's never too late yeah, to learn, Tom. I, I guess. I mean, it is really interesting. It it looks great. Um, and damn, some of those riffs, acoustic riffs, are just special. You know, they're they're terrific. One thing I do want to 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 talk to you about. And I would love your 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 take on this because, you know, listen, another wonderful acoustic guitar player is, is George Harrison, and he's also you know a great lyricist. But uh, let's go back to uh, the KS and Creation record, and with the particular song "Friends to Go." And if you listen to that second disc, you know, or there's an interview with with Paul where he, he talks about each track, and he talks about "Friends to Go." And he talks about how he feels George Harrison could have written the song or, or played the song. And I'm curious if, if you feel like if it is he talking about acoustic? Because he's not very specific about what what he's doing in that song that that George might do. And, and for me, I, I, I take it as is the acoustic guitar playing, not really not necessarily lyrically. What do you what do you think on that? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, and when I first heard it and I heard Paul's comments, I, I wasn't really sure what he meant. I know he, was, he mentioned writing Long and Winding Road and thinking right. of Ray Charles and cha channeling Ray Charles. And then he said, but mm -hmm. I didn't sing it like Ray Charles and our version doesn't right. sound like a Ray Charles song. So so I initially kind of thought of it as just he was thinking of George. He was missing his mm -hmm. old friend when right. he wrote the song, but it really wasn't more than that. Um, but I, I think it is more than that, actually. I, and I do think it's George more as an acoustic player. So mm -hmm. Friends to Go... I, I won't play any of it, but I'll show right. you just what I would say is, is it has lots of quick chord changes and certain types of chords. So I was kind of thinking in my mind, if Paul was channeling, um, you know, Beatle George, maybe sitting in Abbey Road singing with George, what mm -hmm. song maybe this is a little like. And I come up with Th Think for Yourself as the mm -hmm. closest song. I'm not saying it sounds like Friends to Go, but maybe he was remembering that time you know huddled around a microphone with george singing harmonies and something right. like that it has a similar chord structure it's not the same but similar but okay. the more i thought about it i gave this one a lot of thought tom um right. i think george, paul is probably thinking of george as he knew him after the beatles you know later okay. day george and i i imagine paul doesn't know all george harrison's deep tracks on you know extra texture right. I, I think so if, <laughs> if he was thinking of a song i mean maybe he does um right. but if he's thinking of a song it's probably a big george harrison song it's probably a song that was in, in you know in the air played on the radio that paul may not even been thinking of specifically but it might have just been on his mind as he was thinking of george so mm -hmm. if, if you don't mind i'll play just a bit of a george harrison song i, I love okay. george i i do a lot of George now and right. just see if, if you think so or not. And I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. Right. So this is a quick piece. Uh, I think you'll recognize it. Give me love. Give me love. Yep. Um, the reason I say maybe one, there's a huge hit. Paul would definitely know that song. I don't right. know how many he would know um, if he was picking up a guitar. And that song has a lot of quick chord changes and it has minor chords, like, like chords like that, which are very much in Friends to Go, a seventh chord. So again, I'm not going to get too technical, but it does have a similar chord structure. It's not the same. 
Uh, and maybe that wasn't there. And I'm not saying Paul consciously was trying to duplicate it, but maybe if he was just thinking about George and he was kind of hearing George in his head, something like mm -hmm. that was on his mind. So that's that's my best answer is maybe think for yourself or, or give me love, probably more give me love, I think is, right. is more logical, but maybe mm -hmm. nothing, or maybe he was just thinking of George. Um, right. I think the waiting for the friends to go on the other side line though, maybe he was thinking of George's kind of spirituality and Hinduism okay. and all that. Maybe that's part of it. it it's hard to say, but mm. um, it's a great song. And, and yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. One of my um, it, chaos is a, a one of my favorite albums. So, well, again, I mean, a lot of interesting songs. A lot of, yeah. um, you know, again, riding the Vanity Fair. I think oh. is just up there as as one of his best compositions. Absolutely, know. absolutely. And and yeah. you know, say that. I just recently listened to your uh, ranking the tracks on Memory Almost Full because mm -hmm. I, I I listen to you guys as an audio podcast. I don't, even right. though I'm a YouTuber, I don't really watch right. a lot on YouTube. But once in a while, I catch you, but not mm -hmm. a lot. That's why I don't comment. But I, I listen to everything, and I just you guys just posted Memory Almost Full. Yeah, so you right. probably recorded a long time ago, but yeah. I just listened to it, and you guys completely turned me on to House of Wax. I uh, well, I had missed that song. I, I I used to just think of it as kind of a, a bore i know it sounds horrible i like boring just repetitive mm. slow song and if you just give it a chance which you guys convinced me to do because right. you both rated it very high yeah. i think mm -hmm. um god that's a great song i mean i yeah. love house of wax so mm -hmm. so that's that's the kind of stuff your channel does for me i have I, I might try that on guitar just to give it a shot i haven't done it right. yet, but um Anyway. Well, yeah, it, that's a, you know it's interesting you say that because there's times where it might a song might not catch your ear right away, and then you'll you know maybe 10, 20 years will will go by that you'll hear somebody talk about it, you know, and and then you go back and listen to the song and you think you know what maybe I'm maybe I missed something with the song, um, hope of deliverance, you know, was was that song for me. You know, I, I didn't really care for it. I didn't really give it much of a much of a, a thought, you know, after, you know, hearing off the ground for the first time, um, you know. But now I think Hope of Deliverance is, is a great song. It's funny. I probably went the other way with that. I probably liked right. Hope of Deliverance more when it came out right. and less now. It's less right. interesting to me than some of the other songs. Yeah. But but I, mean, I still like it. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. And that, yeah, I, you guys have commented on that a lot on the podcast and yeah. it's it's so true so songs albums right. rise and fall and songs rise right. and fall um yeah. but uh you know riding the vanity fair uh, it, one of my top all-time favorite right. paul mccartney songs including Beatles songs i think it's oh. that good i really cool. do Very um, cool. cool so we got up we got a special thing here that we're going to add to this show we um um andy's got a friend uh named Bob and he came up with this idea um, for us to do our like a dream uh, acoustic guitar set list. So we picked 25 songs. Um, it doesn't have to be in any necessarily you know in any order in a way. It, it could just be 25 songs and we'll just talk about uh, the, the 25 songs that we picked uh, for this dream acoustic guitar set list that's you know would be great for uh, you know an intimate setting, you know, maybe like a 5,000 seat you know, theater, um, you know, obviously I don't know if this would be the big arena type of show, uh, you know, but, uh, but this is, this is cool because, um, you know, again, in a way it made me look at some songs differently because he just does so many wonderful acoustic guitar songs. And, um, 
I'm curious, kind of curious to see what you would pick. Um, now, everything on your list, have you done uh, a video for? Hmm. Or is there... When I go through my list, I'll tell you, probably okay. 90% or more, okay. I would say. Okay. Just about. Okay. Gotcha. Probably just about. Okay. Well, why don't we do uh, why don't we do five at a time? Okay. And okay. I'll have you I'll have you start with your first five. Again, it doesn't have to be in any particular order. Um, it can just be well, five. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate it. I, I did do an order. I actually did a set okay. list. Just oh, I, I didn't I know we didn't give a lot of like so right. I was thinking exactly what you were. Paul, mm -hmm. I was thinking in my mind, maybe a five show run in London right. in a small right. theater, flyover, five shows in New York, like a little right. mini tour like this. So I was thinking, and yeah. I'll say this, I think Paul could do this set. Like mm -hmm. he could do this right now at age 80, I believe. Uh, oh, so you took a, you took his I voice took it, in, under consideration. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really don't, most of these acoustic songs, I think he could sing. He does a lot of them. I'm not right. saying he's going to sing them the way he did originally, but he could do right. them. Um, so my, if Paul's watching, <laughs> hey, this is a recommendation. This is a, a set list. So, um, and I did a couple of ground rules real quick. I all, all my songs um, are written by Paul McCartney, at least co-write. So no covers. Okay. Well, I'm not going to have him do Working Class Hero or something right. like that. It would be really cool, but we're not going to go. I thought that would too complicate things. Um, all my songs are, are released post Beatles. So okay. no, no yesterday or blackbird, but right. junk could be on there and Teddy boy can be on there if you yeah. want. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I used for criteria, um, is they have to, the acoustic guitar has to be the signature instrument. So Understood. a song like right. waterfalls, it's not, he does play an acoustic solo on waterfalls, which I love, mm. but to me, that's a keyboard song. So I didn't, you may have, but I didn't mm. include those. I mean, I, I play that on acoustic guitar and he could do it, mm -hmm. but for the list, I, I stuck with acoustic based songs at least you know there could be some difference of what's acoustic based or not like dominoes maybe is right. iffy but um but most of them i would say they're they're classically acoustic so that's just Great. my ground rule okay. so um right. so i picture let me see if we could just play i'm just gonna play one thing just to start right. it this is how i'd like him to start the concert then i won't play anymore that's so right we're gonna start with this ah. <laughs> yep. So we're open tonight, of course, and back to the egg. So I, I want Paul to come out serious, like serious Paul in, in you know, dark. I'm picturing like a, a spotlight on his stool and a spotlight on his guitar. Right. Paul comes out and he just plays that. Uh, so right. he plays We're Open Tonight, obviously short. I think you can sing it. Uh, and he takes that right into Venus and Mars. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd like him to do the reprise and add the extra verses just to make maybe a one minute right. song, a two minute song. So that's first we, We're Open Tonight, Venus and Mars. Then he's going to introduce himself to the crowd and say how right. happy he is. And he's going to play Happy With You. Um, yeah, so that's going to be nice. song three, Happy With right. You from Egypt Station. Uh, number four, Too Many People from Ram, the opening track. Um, and then number five, I have Dominoes. So two kind right. of upbeat acoustic songs as my first five. Excellent. Yeah, no, I, I liked your criteria. I like how you thought about, um, you know, you know, five five six seven eight shows you know in london and then you know same in in new york i think i mean every show obviously would sell out um you know i think a lot of people are you know dying for something like this right like more intimate, i'm dying you know. for it yeah 
<laughs> I mean, ticket prices might be through the yeah. roof for them. You know? hey, hey, full disclaimer, I didn't see right. the get back to her. I, I, and it, uh, it's, it has nothing to do with his voice or set right. list. It, it's, I need to go to intimate shows now. At this point in my right. life, I don't yeah. want to go. I know it sounded great what you saw, and I'm sure I would have yeah. loved it, but I really, I, I love going to house concerts now. I love going to right. small theaters. So if Paul did something like this in a small theater, I would, I would, I, if I could afford it, I would do it yeah. for sure. But yeah. But anyway, oh, go ahead with yours. Yep. All right. So my my the first five. Listen, I I did the same thing too. You know, he had to at least been the co-writer for the song. I didn't pick any Beatles songs as as well, but I don't see how he can do this without doing Twenty Flight Rock. I think that song is just so important to his you know to his history that for me that's what he opens. Uh, the show with is, is is twenty flight rock just to get you know going and getting yeah. into getting into the show. Um, next, I would go. Um, uh, that would be something from the debut album. Um, uh, bah, 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 yeah. um, one of these days from McCartney too, I think is a nice little uh, number that he does. Then goes into uh, somebody who cares from Tug of War, and then uh, Footprints from uh, from uh, Press to Play. All so right, well, I, I love them all. Five. We'll see yeah. what similar songs or same songs we have in our right. list. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want me to just go on? Yeah. Uh, yeah number go ahead. six. Next okay. Yep. And and I did cheat a little bit. I I'm giving Paul as the artist he is um, mm -hmm. some choice. Uh, there's option points on my set list where he can go with different songs. Um, right. depending on his mood and how he's reading the crowd. So I did mm -hmm. try to give this some thoughts. So number six uh, would be from McCartney 3. He's got to do some McCartney 3. Yes. Um, so it would be either be Pretty Boys or The Kiss of Venus. So that's right. my number six, one, one or the okay. other. Uh, then I'm going to go with some heavy hitters. Seven would be Tug of War. Mm -hmm. Eight would be Another Day. And nine would be Hope of Deliverance. Um, right. And then 10, we're going to take it back down. Another choice, Mama's Little Girl. Or, ah. yeah, I, which I love, um, right. or or junk, and he could do sing along junk if he wants to give a little vocal break, but right, that, that would yeah. be the choice there. But yeah. that's number 10 on my list. I, I just love how the um, the the uh, McCartney Unplugged ends with sing along junk, you know, the the TV show, you know, the you know, I just think that's a great way to end, <laughs> end the show. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, my next five, I'm going with um, uh, flowers, and I'm going with distractions. Um, then I also have hope of deliverance as, as well. Um, Got to have calico skies. Um, sticking with uh, with um, flaming pie, uh, little willow, and great day uh, as well. So great. he's really, you know, ob obviously, you know, there's so many great, you know, acoustic guitar numbers on. Um, on uh flaming pie little willow uh you know it's i don't think he's done that live um correct me if i'm wrong Everybody not aware of it that, that has seen him more than i have um but uh, again that's always the number i'm sure that would be an emotional thing for him uh to sing maybe um but uh would, would die to see him you know see him do that live yeah, for sure. I, I will say Little Will didn't make my list, but this isn't my favorite 25 Paul McCartney songs. It's right. this acoustic set. I try to kind yes. of give a theme to it, uh, but Little Will is a beautiful yeah. one. It could certainly mm -hmm. make it. And I have some honorable mentions at the end if you want to get to them. But Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, do you want me to go to number 11 then? Yep, go ahead. Um, so here's the only time I give him a, a choice of three, a trifecta, all off speed, <laughs> all off speed, speed of sound. Right. 
What I really want to hear is San Ferian. That's what I want to hear. But (laughs) if he's in a more romantic mood, he could do I'm Caring. And if he's in a more funky, fun mood, famous groupies, which I like. I like famous groupies. And it would be a great, you know, upbeat, acoustic song. He could be silly. He could be Showman Paul on that if he wanted. So depending on the mood, um, one of those three. Number 12, some people never know. He's got to do it. We've already discussed it. Number 13, I totally agree on Footprints. Another, I put that right almost at riding the Vanity Fair level. I love Mm. Footprints. That's a co-write, right? With Eric Stewart. Definitely my favorite song on Press to Play, without question. I think the the mood, the mood that's, I mean, it feels Mm -hmm. like a winter's day with the snow falling. And that's just magical to me. So Footprints, yes, that's number 13. Number 14, a choice, but you'll see why. 14, Calico Skies. Or if he wants to sneak in when winter comes sometimes, right. he could go with that since he recorded them the same day, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming Calico Skies would be the, the main one. But if he did 10 shows, right. maybe once or twice, throw in right. when winter comes, which I also really, really like. Right. Um, and then number 15, um, might have been the same. You might have given a choice, but I have Some Days or Great Day from Flaming Pie as a choice Excellent. again. You know, right. more of a ballad or more of a bluesy right. song. So that's my 15. And And... Yeah, and that's interesting too because you know if he's going to do you know five, you know five shows at at one place, you know just to kind of mix it up a little bit, you know what I mean? Kind of like something like Neil Young or Bob Dylan mm-hmm. would do that. You know they would they would have their core songs, but then say like the other half of the songs would he'll he, he'd switch up. You know, right. so. Even if he just did it once, one time right. do When Winter Comes instead of right. Calico Skies, that'd be the one show he did it live. Yes. I mean, that would be really cool. Paul, I mean, these are, I, I think these yeah. are good ideas. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I you agree. can pick different songs, but but still. Right. Uh, anyway. Right. So, um, okay, yeah. my next five. And, um, and you know what? And just to, you know, you said some people never know. I would have loved to have put this on here. I just don't think he would do it because it's, you know, the duet with with, with Linda, but I so much wanted to add that, but I just was also trying to think, you know, would he do that? You know, and I don't think, I don't yeah, know. he may not. You're right. And yeah. there's certain songs he may not do for certain reasons, right. but exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, uh, starting off then I'd go with Mullock and Tire. Um, you know, I, that song can be done without the bag. I mean, it doesn't need the bagpipes, but even though, you know, it, the bagpipes, you know, you know, elevates it to such a, you know, wonderful song. You know, maybe he would have bagpipes, somebody at the bagpipes come out, you know, which is, you know, maybe it's cheating. Maybe it's not. But uh, <laughs> I would I would die to see him do. I mean, we're, yeah. we're you know, every all every else around the world gets to hear Mullicantyre live. But we don't, you know, oh, I believe <laughs> me. Not, I love Mullicantyre. Yeah. I've done it yeah. with a lone bagpiper myself live. And really? even Paul could do that. Um, yeah. But uh, I, it made my honorable mention list just because I thought right. he probably wouldn't do it without a bagpipe. And I kind of stuck right. to no other musicians. But we could add, you know, I wouldn't yeah. mind having Lawrence Juber just do right. a, a second acoustic yeah. guitar with Paul or even Denny Lane. I, I would love right. something like that, but I don't want to go crazy on my list. So I, right. I kept that out. Right. Uh, so after Mola Kintyre, we go to um, another track, which I would love to see him do live. And that's Early Days. Um, you know, I love the the vocal, his vocal performance on that as, you know, the elder, older person looking back. Um, uh, Sun is Shining um, would be number three. Um, I had to put Friends to Go <laughs> in there, yes. um, you know, and then he would, that would kind of be like his tribute to George, you know. Um, and then uh, Jenny Wren, which again, you know, another, 
another great acoustic um, bit from from Paul. Oh, it's great. And I'll, I have to confess off, off the top of my head, remind me of Sun is Shining. Where, yeah. Where's that one? Where, where's that one? Oh, from? that was Electric Arguments. Okay. The third, oh, okay. third you know Fireman what? album. I, I, yeah. And I, I like that very much. You know, a lot of, when I listen to that, I don't think I know a lot of the titles. I just listen to right. the song because I almost listen to that album as like in one sitting right. and song goes into song and I don't really look at the titles to some of those, but mm -hmm. I'm sure I know it. But uh, yeah, go great. back and go yeah. back and check that one out. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Um, all right. So we're up to number Sorry. 16 for me, which it's, right. it's funny. We didn't know we we're going to break these out in fives, but right. my, I decided Paul would usually do an acoustic set in his concert. So he can't do right. that, <laughs> but he could do, I'm going to call it um, a nostalgia set now. And ah, it's five okay. songs. So it's perfect for the next right. segment. So right. we're going to start song 16 of the nostalgia set with summer of 59 or, ah. or in Liverpool. So we're going deep on both, but yes. both are perfect to set the mood. Let's go back yes. to childhood. Right. Um, number 17 has to play on the wings of a nightingale. Has Ooh. to play it, um, you know, like his acoustic demo, but or play it however he wants. But that, that, that's that got to be on there. That's my 17. You know, he can't cover the other brothers in my show, but he right. can sing that song. Um, 18, early days, or I did give it a choice to the songs we were singing from Flaming Pie. Mm. Similar type of song. Um, but early days was kind of my first choice. Um, and then nostalgia 19 here today and 20 right. friends to go. So that's right. the nostalgia set right there. Excellent. Love it. Okay. Um, next five for me, you know, we, 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 you talked about this earlier. Um, happy with you. Uh, again, I think that that uh, song fits his vocal vocals. Uh, now I, you know, again, kind of like looking back in, in a way, um, I'm going. I'm going with both songs from from McCartney Three. Uh, Pretty Boy is and Kiss of Venus. Um, you know, I. It frustrates me when he doesn't, you know, give his new material, you know, the respect that it kind of deserves. You know, I was kind of really disappointed that, that I didn't get to see him do Women and Wives live. Um, you know, I, I I think he should, you know, give more respect to. Um, you know the 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 album that he's actually touring on in a way. Sure, you know what I, mean? I mean I I agree. Yeah. I I I, yeah. I love both those songs. That's why yeah. they made my list too. But uh, right. yeah, it's it's unfortunate that that right. he cut that out or didn't add some of the other songs. But right. Um. Then he puts the acoustic guitar down and he gets to ukulele. Oh, okay. <laughs> does, All right. And then he then he does ram on. Um. Oh, okay. You know, had to put the, that in there. Um. And then uh. Then he does um. Uh, loving song oh yeah. nice choice nice choice yeah. i know i've done a lesson yeah. for that that was that's a difficult one it's kind of a strange it? it's just okay. kind of a strange progression um but uh okay. great song beautiful song great choice it's right. not on my list I, I don't think i thought of that one off the top of my head but uh when i did this okay is that hey, it you're is that... your last five. Oh, oh my last five yeah. so all right we've done 20 so 21 i have two more songs in the set proper and then i have okay. three as a encore um right. so number 21 heart of the country from ram to me just an iconic acoustic song by paul um right. that one might be a tough one to sing and play but i think he could do it if he wanted to um and 22 jenny wren as you had um right. how if he's doing acoustic songs he can't do blackbird he can't do yesterday i think yeah, he's got to do jenny wren right. um and it's it's a it's a great song from chaos which i already said it's mm -hmm. one of my favorite albums so that's it he ends you know with Jenny Wren goes off stage, comes back and does three more songs. So um, first number 23, 
you know, he thanks the crowd. It's been a great night. It's been intimate night. And mm-hmm. he thanks his trusty acoustic guitar. So, of course, he's going to play Confidant. Yeah. I'm dedicated to his guitar and everything it's brought nice. to him and all that. So Confidant's 23. 24, I kind of went serious. I, I, I was a little more less party, Paul, a little more introspective, Paul. So I went with Too Much Brain from Chaos. Oh, um, so like 24, that. that. And then to finish the show, I uh, give him an option. So he, has, he can go two different ways. Um, mm-hmm. I have one of these days from McCartney right. too, if he wants to kind of go a little more serious, somber. Um, right. But if he wants to go a little more party, sing along every night from McCartney. You know, he'd have the crowd mm-hmm. singing along and doing it that way. I think Paul would probably go with every night, but I wouldn't mind him finishing kind of the way he started. So I, right. I went a little different. I, I didn't try to go what I think Paul would do. I went right. as a fan, what would I want him to do if I were sitting there? And I'd want him to do kind of more of the serious um you know, intimate right. songs and the party songs, but I would love it all. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's my right. 25. I have some honorable mentions, but we'll hold those. Yeah. Okay. Um, my, my last five, you know, I kind of had like the same idea as you, um, you know, come, you know, Lee does a couple more songs and then leaves and then comes out and does three as well. Um, he ends the regular set with a long tail winter bird. And then I also had San Ferian as well. <laughs> I think, <just> think, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's a song that I've come to love more and more as I hear it. I just, you know, that bass line is, is fantastic. And I love the, the, the brass that go, that the plays, you know, throughout it as well. Obviously we wouldn't get that with this, but, um, super song. And I think it's getting more respect as, 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 as it ages. Um, so obviously then he, he leaves and comes back out. He comes back out with Elvis Costello. Oh, okay. And they do 20 fine fingers uh, oh, yes. together. You know, um, the one of the bonus tracks from uh, Flowers in the Dirt. Uh, he leaves. Uh, then he does Tug of War. Um, and then uh, he ends it with, with Sing Along Junk. And oh, that's, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, about the Elvis thing. I, I wasn't right. going to bring him out because I just kind of ruled out any right. guests, but True. I did think about the Elvis because I really do like the Elvis yeah. collaborations. Um, right. Of course, the demos, but I but I like the, the, the finished product too. Um, but I did think about it, and if we want to do honorable mentions, I'll, I'll I yeah, go ahead and shoot and, a couple. I'll out. just shoot them out real quick. Um, yeah. I had Mullican Tire. I only didn't include it because of, of the bagpipe, but he certainly could do it just on acoustic guitar. And mm-hmm. it would be wonderful to hear. It really would. I'd almost rather hear it without the bagpipe just to hear it a different way. But yeah. but I didn't do it because I didn't think he'd play it without the bagpipe. Um, Little Lamb Dragonfly. Um, just so Mahout. you can see how he's picking. Yeah, so I can copy him. Yes, we had right. a vi- put out a video so I can right. learn how to play it. Um, Mamunia, I, I really like that on Band on the Run. I think Andy's high on that, right. if I remember. Yeah, um, not too I, much, I, but that's yeah. all right. But I just thought it's acoustic song. I, it might be hard vocally that might be a challenge i didn't make my list it's an honorable mention by himself because it's such a harmony song but it might be interesting to just hear him play it by himself right. um distractions i had uh somebody who cares the pound is the pound is sinking i'm not sure if i consider that an acoustic song that's why i didn't include it but i love it okay. so much and he does play acoustic guitar on it so i possibly and then okay. finally i put so like candy um, ah, nice. so, I did so like yeah. candy as as an right. honorable mention which could be any of the collaborations but i really like that one right i think i have a lesson coming for that one i've already recorded oh really so that will be coming out i've done a lot of the because they're all acoustic it's perfect for right. my channel so mm-hmm. i've done a lot of their collaborations 
and they're wonderful. And, and it's such cool. a clean recording because you can just really hear the guitars. There's no other instruments. Right. It's easier for me to use my ear to pick out what they're doing. So mm -hmm. um, that's that's my honorable mentions. Excellent. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Tim, for for that list. And, and thank you for you know, coming on and, and showcasing uh, the acoustic guitar for us on this first and hopefully uh, a series where we're going to bring on musicians and they're going to talk about different instruments that we think that Paul McCartney excels uh, with. And then obviously, you know, the acoustic guitar is one of them. Uh, before we take off, please remind the people about your, your YouTube channel and, uh, you know, plug away. What, anything else that you got coming up on the channel? Um, well, again, it's Judge Timbers on YouTube. Like I said, I mean, feel free to, you know, drop in, whether you subscribe or, or do anything, it's up to you. Like I said, it's, it's just a passion project. So everybody's welcome there. Um, and I, and I hope you check it out. I, I do do some original songs. I'm not going to push those. Mm -hmm. They're, they're out there once in a while. I do some collaborations with other YouTube artists, collaborated people from England, Australia. Okay. Uh, so some fun stuff there. Um, mm -hmm. But I really, uh, like I said, I'm not pushing my channel on anybody. I appreciate the opportunity to come on. It's really an honor. It's like a bucket list item to be on with you, Tom. And I know I got to speak to Andy privately. Right. Um, and and I, I really love what you guys are doing. And, and you know, your other podcast is, is, is great too. Ken and Joe and Kit and uh, right. all those folks. And, you know, I, I've just gotten so much out of the, the Beatle podcast world. But because I'm such a Paul McCartney fan, Two Legs is the one that resonates the most with me. Uh, I can't listen to all of them. Two Legs, I never miss. So <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, well, and I did, if, if, if I could, I, I wanted to end my, my, I wanted to thank you and Andy for having me on. I hope yeah. you'll indulge me for maybe 15 seconds. I want to play something you might recognize okay. as my thank you to you, Andy, and ah. your, your listeners for having me. So uh, hopefully, I haven't played in a while. So um, this is for Two Legs. Nice. Hopefully you recognize that one. Is that a Dylan CV original? Uh, it might be. I, I, I'm not sure who wrote no, that. I, I would give credit. I don't know who that. No, yeah, Dylan. From. Dylan CV, uh, you know, does the music for us. Oh, that's great. Um, and I hope yeah, he doesn't mind me yeah. playing one of his songs. But no, um, no. But uh, that's. I love that theme. And that, yeah. when, I, when you asked me to be on, I was like, I right. ran. I'm like, I'm going to learn that. And <laughs> I just wanted to play it. And again, thank you so much. I think Tom. you'll be touched. I think. You'll be I, I hope. So. I, and I love Dylan. He's a. Right. I mean, he's a professional musician, unlike me. Yeah. And I love when he's a guest, and he does a lot of other podcasts, and it's great. Mm. Um, so I really appreciate that. But thank you, Tom, so much. Absolutely. And Andy, uh, for giving me this opportunity. And I wish you guys the best of luck. And I'm going to keep watching. Like I said, you won't see me too much commenting on the live stuff. But don't think I'm not listening. I'm I'm, no. I'm listening with headphones, walking right. and doing that kind that. of stuff. Thank so you. don't. I'm I'm not missing you guys. So thanks. No, so much. that's all right. You know, I, we appreciate you coming on, and this was wonderful. And hopefully, um, this will you know influence people to maybe pick up a guitar and and learn the, the those songs. And go please go to Tim's uh, YouTube channel if you want to learn more 
uh, about acoustic guitar playing, whether it's John, Paul, George, or Ringo, uh, or Tom Petty, or anybody else that he plays on his channel, I think you'll you guys will get a kick out of it, and and you'll learn something, um, which is which is great. Uh, so Tim, we want to thank you again uh, for for coming on and, and and showing us these wonderful songs. So please, uh, everybody, check out uh, Tim's uh, YouTube channel, which is Judge Timbers. Okay. Thanks. So, and we're back, and Andy, you made it. <laughs> I made it. I finally made it to this episode. First time in Two Legs history that I know <laughs> I on video anyway that I had to right. join you later. Right, but uh, again, you know, first week of back to work, it's uh, you know, it gets pretty hectic. I can understand that. Yeah, but uh, great, great job there with Tim and uh, doing the show, and and, and him showing us uh, his his guitar and his history and how he came became a fan and. Self-taught right. himself and um, went through the demonstration of those songs. And, uh, you know, it was nice to actually have a uh, musician, like, you know, go go over it. I don't think we've right. done that before. Yeah, no. So, yeah. So hopefully, you know, this this may be the first in the series. You know, Dylan C.V. already has yep. already agreed to do the drumming aspect of, of McCartney. So uh, hopefully we'll get that going uh, together uh, soon. And, uh, you know, if you guys like this, you know, let us, let us know. And uh, we'll... Uh, uh, we'll um, do more of these if if you want. So uh, yeah, different but, kind of a show. You know, if McCartney was ever going to do us an all acoustic thing, you know, what would you all like to see and hear? Right, know? exactly. So so Andy, I mean, so, so you know, during the show, you know, I thank your friend Bob, but uh, but it was this was like his idea for for this like the the acoustic set list type thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob is uh, you know, Bob 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 Davis and our friend of uh, Two Legs is. Uh, uh, you're a big Dylan aficionado, and we, we've had chats, and he's like, hey, you know, a good show for maybe a good topic would be is, hey, if McCartney ever did an all-acoustic show, what would those songs be? Right. So you have a list with you, so why don't you uh, go ahead and give us Yeah, a so, uh, you know, you, I know you and Tim did a little bit different way. I, I didn't I didn't structure it like opening song, middle of the right. set, closing set, but if Paul were to do, you know, a set, a, say, 25 songs, these are the 25 I'd see. Now, I, when I get 10 through one would be like my all time favorite acoustic song. So okay. I'll just I'll rip through them real quick. And I'm very curious to see if we match up because we usually do right. more often than not. Um, yeah. So I'm just I'll just rank them. Down. When I get to 10, I'll stop. And just so you know where I'm at. Um, yeah. Go ahead. So I would go with uh, Pretty Boys. Okay. Put it there. Right. Blue Bluebird. Happy with you. Uh, Hope of Deliverance. Young boy, friends to go. On the wings of a nightingale, <laughs> the the song for the Everly Brothers. Did oh, you know I, that? I, no, I did not. Uh, I thought I'm like Tom would have that one. Yeah. I thought you would. On my way to work from new. Great day. Ram on. Dance tonight. Mm -hmm. Calico skies. Early days. Little Willow. Uh, oh. Now here's here's the top ten. That would be my all-time 10 favorite acoustic McCartney tracks. Okay. Number 10, Somebody somebody Who Cares. Nine, Dominoes. Eight, I'm Carrying. Seven, Deliver Your Children. Six, Every Night. Five, Junk. Four, Little Lamb Dragonfly. Three, One of These Days. Two, Mama's Little Girl. And one, Some People Never Know. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> See, now, that's funny you, you did that because... Um... You know, because I wanted to add some people never know, 
uh, on the list. Okay, but I'm going. I'm in my. Why didn't you? Like, well, because Linda's not not with us, and I don't think he would ever do that song with not, without Linda. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, it's a wish list, but I'm also trying to be realistic as well. A little. You're bit. trying to present yeah. like if he was doing it now, what would he be doing? Kind of like what right. Dylan's original idea was when we were right. doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we totally just broke all the rules. Peace and love, Dylan. Yeah, peace and love. <laughs> but you know, I, I, you know, there was, you had a few that I didn't have. I mean, you had dance tonight. Uh, on my way to work, put it there. Bluebird uh, on the wings of the nightingale. Little Adam dragonfly. Uh, Mama's little girl. Those ones I did not have. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean the rest of them, yeah. So I, you know, we, I mean, we had I, pretty much I would the think, same. Yeah, I'm sure we. I'm sure we matched up probably. 40 or 50 percent of the songs right um because really there's not a whole lot of solo acoustic mccartney songs in his right. solo discography these are like the best of the best i mean there's some others but these are the ones you know these are the real ones i think right. just going through his main canon yeah like we're not we're not going through the unplugged we're not going to chopa if we're right. looking at the main canon like we've like we did with ranking the tracks and we're looking at pure acoustic obviously you know just for this for the most part this this is what this is what they would be, give or take a few that we might be missing. But right. um, I, I did pick Twenty Flight Rock because I don't think there's ever be a time where he has an acoustic guitar and, and doesn't play Twenty Flight Rock. You know, I think that's just like you know. But um, uh, a lot of stuff there. I mean, I I would wonder too if if he would ever do something like Eric Clapton did with Layla. You know, take a classic, you know, electric guitar, electric heavy, you know, uh, song. And then you know, do a new arrangement with it with uh, you know acoustic guitar. You know, so well, it, you could say that he did that. I mean, it didn't become a bonafide hit, but if you go, it wasn't it wasn't totally different, but it was a radically different arrangement. If you look at if you listen to, and I love her on Unplugged, mm -hmm. totally different arrangement than the yeah, Beatles recording. True. But that was already an acoustic song to begin with. It was. It wasn't like Layla you know, was obviously a rocker, right. which became this stripped down and really yes. low key thing. Yeah. What, like, what, would he what do tracks, that? Like, would he, like, would he do that with Band on the Run? You know, again, I could see that, or or Beware My Love. You know, some big, big rocker that he has in his in his catalog, or Junior's Farm. It's very you know? Bob Dylan esque, actually. Yeah. If you think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Junior's Farm. Junior's Farm. You can't not rock that song. I can't think of it. Right. You can't do an acoustic version of Junior's Farm. You just can't. <laughs> well, you never know. Um, what ones would work off the top of your head, though? What do you think? As an electric guitar driven song with an acoustic arrangement and slow it down a little bit, you know, maybe, uh, you know, rock show, maybe a little bit. Um, maybe, uh, I could, I would love to see him do like an acoustic version of 1985, mm. you know. Um, let's see here, maybe getting uh, closer, getting close, big barn bed, yeah, uh, maybe. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, just Helen Wheels, even Helen maybe. Wheels, get on the right thing. You know, get on the right thing. Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting. I would. I, it's so outside of what he normally does, though. He probably, right, probably right. never happened. Ben, right? Did you guys talk about? You guys, I didn't get a chance to watch all the episode because um, you guys talked for quite a while. Um, obviously, I mean, um, Beatles songs would be in his set list. You know, there's no doubt about it. Well, yeah, but we didn't include any in our set list. So naturally, I didn't think yeah, you would. Yeah, we kept it all solo. But yeah, again, you know, if he was to do that, I I would imagine that realistically, 
you know, he would probably have or half half of the set listen, list. He's list. got a portion of his show that he does in this format, right? So mm-hmm. five or six songs, seven songs where the band goes away and he just, it's just him and the guitar. And, you know, right. what, what I did not have on my list was one that's been worn to death. And that's here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you have here today? I don't think I did. Yeah. I don't think I did. Because, yeah. you know, we don't need to see that one done in a show again. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We don't, but, uh, but yeah, but thanks again, Bob, for that idea. It was, it had a lot of fun picking. I mean, there was a couple moments, minutes where I was just like, do I, do, would this work, you know, or do I put this in there? But, you know, for the most part, I, I knew what songs I was going to put in there uh, for the most part, but uh-huh. it was like, you know, maybe three or four where I was like, you know what, he could still do this, you know, if he wanted to, um, you know, it wouldn't be, uh, Oh, darling. That's for sure. No. <laughs> No, I, you know, I think I think working like the instrumental version of junk is something that could be easily done. Right, right. You know, oh, but it's so well on the unplugged show when he closed out the set playing that. Agreed, agreed, one hundred percent. So awesome. Yeah, but um, you know, release wise, uh, just got this big. 50 oh yeah, oh, well there. You know, this is mail. another weighty tome, yeah. people. Yeah, there it is, uh, volume four. Four. A is for Apple. A is for Apple, volume four. Um, Just uh, a tremendous, I'm jealous of you, man. That is uh, such a well-done book. And it's already sold out. If it's not sold out, YouTube people, please let me know because I'd like to to get a copy of it. Right. But the the guys at AppCore, you know, Alex and uh, and everybody else, I mean, it's not Alex, but uh, Axel, uh, they do a fantastic job uh, with the research and the, and the, the images that they have in there, like I said, like I was telling you before we recorded, I mean, you know, I'm looking at the the uh, reel-to-reels. I'm looking at the A-tracks. I'm looking at the cassettes of releases, you know. And these aren't just aren't the U.K. or the U.S. I mean, these are from all over the world, you know. Uh, right. And, and, you know, again, you've got, you know, memos from Capital, Apple, um, you know, I'll show you. You got the labels from all from all around. Now, the and world. this is this Abbey is just Road this right is there. obviously the Apple, all yeah. the Apple label artists as well. So Mary Hopkin, Badfingers, yeah, all all of them, right? Yeah, everything dealing with Apple is is in this book. And like I said, it's it's just you know over seven hundred pages. It's mind blowing. Uh, the wealth of 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 uh, well. you know of knowledge that you get from these books. And I posted on Instagram. I was like, you know. While you're waiting on the next, you know, tune in. <laughs> I was know? just going to say that. You know yeah. what? You can sink your teeth into that epic for the next couple of years while you're waiting for Mark. This series, A is for App, I, I truly believe that this could be the best series on the Beatles. The best series, you know, book, series books on the so, Beatles. So for the period. early Sheenade, and now until I met you, I didn't, was not aware of this series. It launched in right. 2014. It's a four-part series just covering on the Apple era, right? No. So go well, give me an overview of the four volumes. I, I have the German book, but give me right. Give me the give me the Apple. There's so four Apple books. So give me the story. 60, give me the, yeah. So you're looking at 66, and right now, first volume went from 66 to 68. Okay. Second volume went through uh, uh, January 60, March 16. of 69. Okay, that's just the second volume. The third volume went to uh, uh, August, uh, you know, April to August of 69. Okay. These are just a few months of a year, folks, exactly. where the book is 
600 pages. Now, right. I'll tell you, just having the, the Mac Show book, these guys do a fantastic job of scanning in yes. art documents yes. and yes. reprodu and putting them in there. So right. it's not 600 pages of just text. There's tons right. of photographs, right. restored photographs, primary source material that is, I mean, just from the Mac Show book, Right. Which going back to the Hamburg era, which is kind of my favorite era, that's why I bought it. They, that's what these books are. So if you're thinking it's 600 pages of text like Mark's book, it's not. It's not right. But and then volume four is September to 69 to April 70, and that's you it. Know? That's it. You know. So obviously, you know, there's going to be a couple more volumes. Um, but I'm not. I I think, you know, in the forward they said that this was originally supposed to be a four volume set, but you know, it's not. It, it's it's going to go go. Oh, well, gonna, are they going to go? Are they going to go up oh. until the until when they dis, when they dissolved it in seventy five? I I'm, I don't want to say yes right now because I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, but here, uh, but yeah, it's it's. Still, I tell you, I tell you what, Mr. Lewison, you know, we've got to know him over the last year with with, with right. the vests. I am sure he is using those books for some oh absolutely for some, for some research assistance and help. Yeah, I I, I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, be curious if those authors have been in contact with him. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. Um, I'm sure they know each other. And yeah, like you said, they, they you know swap information back and forth. How you could know. you not? What is such a, I mean, we're talking about months, certain, we're talking about a period of a couple of years that are being broken down into four books of at least of five, 600 pages each. Right. Just covering right. on Apple. Yeah. The the sad thing though is that they're going forward with volume five when they show the scans of the labels and the albums, it's just gonna be UK and US now. They're not doing worldwide, well, which is which is which is one of the things I really like about well, the book. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Mr. Mr. International sleeves yeah. himself. Yeah. Hunyadi. Yeah. But uh <laughs> But there is a website now that you can go to called applerecords.nl. Right. And you can go there and you can check out all the labels, all the picture sleeves from from the actual Apple label and even Dark Horse. And, and, they, Ringo, and Ringo Ringo Records. And they have a link to Ringo AppCore, uh, but right. the, sadly the book is sold out. So man. Sold out. Yeah. I mean, maybe someone might put this on YouTube. I'm not YouTube, but uh, eBay and uh, and have it for sale. As a matter of fact, that's nice. all. That's how I got volume one was on eBay. eBay. Yeah, because I had missed it. Um, so luckily I got volume this one. This is like this is like uh, eight arms to all over all over again back in two thousand. Oh, I'm not, but yeah. I just pulled the trigger then and got yeah. it. They only make five hundred copies you know, of these. Yeah. Wow. But again, it's like it, it's a workout, you know. Yeah, I mean you have the Mac Shaw book, it's the same size. It's the same exact size. Yeah, it's the same exact size. But you know, it's 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 just mind blowing. Again, the information high quality, high quality scans, information, and again, I really wholeheartedly believe that this is the best series of books on on the Beatles that you're gonna find. Yeah, Lewison's the, the tune in's great. Uh, I'm sure Volume Two is gonna be great when we finally get it. But as of well, right I, now, you're gonna put that. Are you gonna put that above Mark's work right now? Right now, right now. I can't do that. No, no I I'm, can't. As a series of books, I mean, we only got one volume one, I and mean, we only got yeah, but, one book from, from you, know, from, you know. But as of right now, as a series, the more, see, the, the, have you read the extended cut of Tune In, the two thousand oh, page one? Yeah, I didn't get that. Right, before. that is a serious, serious work it's, of art. It's, but it's only it's, one book right now. 
you know what? It's it's volume it's, it's, one. No, it's two books. It's, it's but two it's books. still volume volume one. Okay. It's two books and it's about two thousand pages and it, and it covers volume one. It covers it's genealogy one. of the Beatles families going back to the eighteen hundreds. When volume two comes out, then it'll be a series. Okay, and then I can make then I can reverse my. <laughs> Okay. You know, listen, you're all the Apple my, guys, uh, and, and I listen. Audience. I'll put them right up there with Mark, but I, I can't put them above Mark, not yet. They're up there. They're up there. Hey, look, they they, they do great. they do great work, and listen, I want their books. I want I want right. I want them. I only have one, so <laughs> if it's for sale or anybody knows, let me know, please. Yeah. So if you do have the book and if you've gone through it, let us know what you think of the A is for Apple uh, books, and uh, I'd love to. Uh, Love to get your thoughts on on the series. I know quite a few people that have that are picking these books up. You know, you know Rod, Robert Rodriguez. You know, my cousin David. I, I know Tom Brennan gets them as well. I mean, there's again 500 people buy them. You know, so they sell out go. every time. And we're, again, um, world worldwide yeah. here, and it's yeah. like shipping. Exactly. This is coming overseas, so it's going to cost a little. It's going to cost a pretty penny. It is unfortunate, but Andy, what you got going on, buddy? You, have you do have you done a new episode yet? I'm going to do one very soon. So uh, <laughs> like very soon, like as soon as we're done, I'm doing, uh, I'm finally going to do my uh, show on Genesis on it'll butch will be on my channel uh, in the next day or two. So look for Andy's music vault. I'm going to do an in-depth kind of quick, kind of, kind of the way I do my other shows where I kind of just grab the CDs because the albums are too bulky. I give a quick overview of the band history. I talk about uh, my favorites and, kind of lineup personnel changes with Genesis. It's not as big as yes, because there's not as many members coming and going, but uh, a very varied history. And uh, that one will be coming in the next day or two on my own channel, Andy's Music Vault, the other leg for a little in-depth uh, discussion on Genesis and how I, you know, where I'm at with them and how I came to like that music. Excellent. Very good. You know, one day uh, we'll have to do a Genesis uh, ranking, Genesis album ranking or something like that, you know. Sure. Rank all their albums. But, uh, yeah, we could do that. Once, yeah. once you once you get through them all. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> I do need to listen to. I um. What's the last singer's name? Um, Ray Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I did. I haven't listened to that album with him. Oh, I've calling all stations. Calling you all know, stations. No, we're I, not going to count that one. Then right. let me do it. That's we out. have to. Come on. No, that's uh, not. We're not. We're not. What doing about that the first album. two? Then you know Genesis, and then. Uh, no, we're we're going from we're going from. Trespass until we can't dance. That's it. That's it, really. We're not doing that first night. We're not doing that first one from '68 where they sound like the Bee Gees because they they <laughs> they don't even they don't even like that album from Genesis to Revelation. They don't that we're not. Ethan likes that album. Ethan, mm -hmm. I know our friend Ethan Alexanian likes that album. We're not going to count that. We know. Listen, I think Calling All Stations. There's one or two good tracks on it, but I I, I don't know. The singer was uh, also sang for Brother. Uh, Rutherford, uh, Mike, 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 uh, the, Mike, Mike and the mechanics, right? yeah, for a little while, okay, for a little while, you know. I give them credit for wanting to continue without Phil, but you know, it just didn't last, yeah. No, I got you. So, yeah, we'll do we'll do it once you once you get through the rest of the Genesis stuff, we'll do a show on that as too, yep. Okay, and then my other show, Talk More Talk. Uh, our next episode will be uh, we'll be reviewing the the latest EP from one Richard Starkey called EP three. So that'll be uh, Monday night live on our YouTube our YouTube channel Talk More Talk and uh, be live 9 p.m. 
uh, Eastern time. So check that out and uh, join us for that. And then after that, we're going to be having our 100th episode special. <laughs> so that'll that'll be pretty interesting. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to invite four years. Yeah, four years. Yeah, uh, we're going to invite 25 people on uh, to do a rack. Uh, your brain episode and uh, you know and we'll talk more about that Monday night so check that out uh, are you gonna have our, virtual cake are you gonna have virtual cake to celebrate your hundredth maybe episode? maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the wedding album out and I'll just take the picture there the you go you know? you take that out <laughs> but, that'll, be, uh, so that, that'll be your first uh, first show like real the newer show in a while because you guys had yeah uh, we took a little bit of a break you know, which yeah. is nice. Uh, won't lie. <laughs> sure. Um, but, uh, but you know, as, as you do two shows and, you know, work and, and, and marriage, you know, it can get, you know, pretty hectic. And plus, you know, big movie junkie that I am. And speaking of movie junkies, I'm really close. You know, since I got to play around with the StreamYard type thing, I felt I got a little confidence and maybe I can uh, feel like I can, you know, hit are the you, record button myself. Are you going to do it? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to figure out some time and and start a start a movie channel. I'm just now kind of like thinking of a name uh, for it. You know, whether or not I just want to call it, be like a uh, like a uh, all media type thing, or just stick with like Blu-rays. And, you know, I'm I'm still kind of uh, tossing it up in the air. You should. I mean, you yeah. you have one of the biggest movie collections I've ever seen of anybody. So you could do your own thing. So oh yeah, easily. yeah, yeah. So lots of luck, forward. man. That's gonna be that's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully next month sometime I'll I'll get that up and running and uh, I'll definitely will be hitting you up for <laughs> some knowledge of Hey you man, know, you yeah. you did the first half you did the first part of this yeah. episode all solo and you managed it well. Yeah. Only took, well, only took a couple of text messages. Yeah. Only took a couple of text messages. Where do I go next? <laughs> How do I click? What's this? Do I was, recording? No. On that note, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Two Legs Podcast. Email us at twolegspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, again, in the comments section, if you're watching you on this on YouTube, like, give us your thoughts on on uh, this acoustic guitar show and, and let us know if you think we should carry on with the series. Like I said, we already got uh, our buddy Dylan Seavey uh, scheduled to do uh, a drumming presentation, and uh, that should be good. Uh, so, again, thank you, everybody, for checking us out, and we're going to talk to you guys real soon next week. We got the great Jeff Cummings, the great uh, illustrator, artist. Uh, you know his work from Temporary Secretary, Thrilling, the front and back, the inner jacket of uh, Wings Over America. You know his work. You love it. So uh, Great really chat. Wait, that was yeah. a great, great chat. You'll really yeah. treat with that one, gang. Yeah. So um, he shows us some stuff. So you're definitely going to want to uh, check that version on uh, YouTube. Um, so that being said, everybody. Have a great day and a beautiful night. Take care.